We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, Mavs fans. Welcome to Pod Mavericks Presents After Dark. The Dallas Mavericks just fell to the Chicago Bulls in their second to last game of the season, 115 to 112. I am joined, as usual, by my partner and co editor over at MavsMoneyball.com, Josh Bo. How are you, Joe? Josh. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, you can call me whatever you want. I'm, I feel like a thousand pounds have been lifted off my shoulders. I'm free. It's You're over. free. You're it's free. Over. I'm a free. I'm as free as I'll ever be in life. I am floating and, on, on in the clouds. And, and uh, let let Josh and I be clear here. This season has sucked. Yes. All joy covering a basketball team has been sapped out of both of us, and we are going on pure spite. Um, I, I think it's safe to say that I am still a psychotic Mavs fan. I think you, after doing beat work for a while, still love the team from a big picture perspective, but doing this sometimes can really make it not fun. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the team has been miserable to watch for a month and the, the idea of them falling ass backward into a play in spot. So we'd have to maybe watch two more high leverage games and who knows if they did that and made the play. Like it was just, it was time, you know, I was just, we kind of knew this. How many podcasts have we done in the last two weeks where we've been like, Hey, the season's over, like, but the season wasn't over yet. Yep. So we've known this is how it was going to end for a while, I think, but because mathematically, you know, it just hadn't happened yet. We still had, at least I still felt like I had to put on the public face of, well, they can still do it and yada, yada, yada. And then, you know, we put in a lot of work uh, for these high leverage games, especially, like I think playoff, like the playoff coverage, like I, I'm really proud of what I did last year for the playoffs, but that killed me. And the idea of doing that for like a team that's not worth it uh, was driving me up a wall. And that's not to say I was wishing for them to lose necessarily, or it's just. No, of course not. But when you're, well, of it, when you're not a fan, when you're a fan, you can just go to bed after a game and not think about it anymore. Like there's, it's just different. Like we have to work yep. and we both have jobs during the day that make it harder. So again, I'm just. This team was just not good, and we don't have to pretend anymore. And we can just say, hey, they're not good. They didn't make the playoffs, and we can go from there. 
Yeah, and this was a particularly special game. Uh, for anybody listening on recap, I, I'm still kind of – it's been three-plus years, and I'm still sort of figuring out who our core audience is because, you know, we're not quite – we're not like Nick and Isaac. I think we're a lot more um, – I mean, Nick's like a, Nick and Isaac are both like happy, positive dudes. I'm kind of a grumpy dude, and you're more pragmatic. And so it's like I, I sometimes wonder who our audience is, even though we obviously have a a audience that listens to us. We're very grateful. Shout out to all of you guys in the chat. But it, it's this season has been one where it felt so clear from the moment they lost Jalen Brunson where it would go now how you would get there is a different point like I still didn't expect them to miss the playoffs I just thought mm-hmm. they would be a chore to watch and things really happened in a hurry and we should probably do like a bigger deep dive but today with what happened it was like a light dawned on everyone in the organization and when we look at what happened over the past like 48 hours it's really kind of uncomfortable Heading into the Kings game, Mark Cuban gives an interview, like an impromptu interview where media gathered around him. And he just, for all his media training, it might have been one of his worst moments as a Mavs owner because he said things that were counter to the record of what was known. He also talked about Luka and then he talked about Kyrie in a way that bounced off what he talked about with Brunson in a way that felt really just not disingenuous, but just sort of out of pace with reality. And it it was very, so you go from that to winning the Kings game, which I don't think the Mavericks organization thought they were going to win the Kings game. Like that's sort of what I feel in hindsight because the Kings are pretty good basketball team. You go from that to the next day, they get, they finally hear back from the NBA that they're losing the protest to um, the Warriors where in that protest, the Mavericks agreed in writing that it was Warriors ball, which I don't know why you would file the protest if that's what you agreed to. And it really was Cuban probably following through with a threat, threat, wrong word, promise he made on national television that's saying we were going to do this uh, as a team. Then you go back and and you come into this game and it's like, well, Luca's going to play. And and not only did it feel like Luca was going to play, they have a deal with, I want to say, the Slovenian Tourism Board and today was like a Slovenian heritage night, like, and having Luca apparently missed this game last year, which, which when you, you don't like, like business, business kerfuffle is basically what I'm driving at last year. And they couldn't have Luca miss again, nor did Luca really want to miss. And what I've been frustrated with, with everyone having the discourse the last like 24 hours, like, oh, Luca doesn't quit. Luca doesn't, he knows better, but. Honestly, guys, Lucas sat out eight games in which the Mavericks lost, and he has say in whether he wants and whether he can play or not. And we wouldn't have gotten to this point had Luca just played in a few of those games. Now, I'm not holding him personally responsible for it, but when the time comes for the team to bench uh, him and everybody else, that's just a business decision. Sorry, this is business. The 35 to 40 million dollars you make, you hold that responsible. Like that's part of what you get for 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 playing basketball or in some cases like Damian Lillard making $60 million to not play basketball for several, for several games. I, I just, this, these last few days have been everything I don't like about basketball, everything. And it, it doesn't have anything to do with the actual basketball is what yeah. I'm on. Yeah. I think there's, I was thinking about before we got on, there's probably like, we probably have like two hours worth of material to go through from the last 24 hours. 
just in terms of things we can talk about. Right. Before we start getting to that kind of stuff, you want to just like, let's just talk about the game for like a brief moment. And then we can kind of, cause yep. I mean, everything we're going to want to talk about is stuff that doesn't have to really do with the game. At least for me. Um, yeah. Game so was I feel like the game was kind of fun. It was fun. I mean, it was objectively a pretty fun game. Mavericks made 18 threes, which is hilarious. Uh, they shot 55 threes. Also hilarious. Um, Thought they were going to win. I really did. I really thought they were going to win. Um, they... the, the real dividing line for me, so that first quarter Luca plays, mm-hmm. scores 13 points in the first quarter, then, uh, no, 11 points. Then he scores the first basket of the second quarter, they take him out. The The Maverick offense sort of ground to a halt for about two quarters. Um, but the Mavericks, and this was the real funny part about this, and please correct me if I'm wrong. The Mavericks' back-end bench was more talented than the Chicago Bulls' back-end bench. Yeah, and even maybe not, like, athletic talent, but they could, like, Hardy and Holiday and Bertans and Morris can make jumpers in a preseason environment, which was what Mm. this game was. And you look at the guys that the Bulls were playing at the back of their bench, Taylor, Terry, Green, like, Derek Jones... Like none of those guys, and then uh, who's their who's their point guard? I can't say his last name. Uh, Dasumu. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. He can't. Yeah, I can't like, say it either. None of the guys they play. <laughs> none of the guys they played tonight, besides Vooch and White, and maybe Pat in Patrick Williams. None of those guys can shoot, and Vooch uh, didn't play the whole game. Like they just didn't have shooters, even if like they might be defensively more capable or athletically more capable in a game like this, where it's like low stakes, you know. Guys are just trying to get on the floor and show what they can do. It's it's like a preseason game. It really yep. is. The Bulls were locked like in. Shooting matters, you know, just being able to make shots. And the Mavericks had more guys that could do that, and they had the lead. And then, funny enough, the guys that could make shots didn't see the floor a lot in the fourth quarter. Which uh, I mean, in the uh, second half. Yeah. I mean, Breton's only played 15 minutes. Morris only played eight. And the Bulls closed with White and, and Patrick Williams, and they were by far the two best players I'm pretty sure Patrick uh, Williams was drafted fourth Yeah, at one he's, point. Yeah, he's got skill. He's a talented guy. Well, uh, he realized, like, in the second half, the Bulls <laughs> basically realized we should stop shooting these terrible jumpers and <laughs> yes. just relentlessly attack the paint. Yes. The Mavericks and, were playing, like, Theo Penson at the five. It was, mm. it was hilarious. Yeah. Um, the Bulls were 16 of 19 at the rim and 12 of 20 in the paint. <laughs> so, uh, there you go. Same old There's, story. I mean, they figured it out. But Williams, yeah. like... Yeah, Williams. The game honestly could have been over earlier, but Williams missed a lot of shots. Yeah. Um, but it, it was it was something kind of a sight to behold to where I clicked away. Uh I didn't click away. I was just like I started writing kind of the recap, and then all of a sudden the Bulls were because the Bulls were down. The Mavericks' biggest lead was 15. And the at one point it was the the Bulls were up eight. So that's a 23-point <laughs> swing in a in a tank fest. Um and and it's it's really something. Really, the Bulls something. missed four free throws in the final minute Ooh. of the game. Like, but like this game should have been one nineteen, one eighteen, one twelve. Like there shouldn't have even been a chance at a game tying shot. But the Bulls went on a twenty to two run. Thank you, yeah. PD Gaming. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty crazy, and it was literally it was just layups. It was it was White and Williams who scoring uh, in the paint and. Getting drop offs to Taylor, uh, who I've never heard of before. Uh, no, shout out, shout that out to poor him. guy. Woo, I'm glad for, for his sake making that dunk after yeah. boofing those free yes. throws. That stuff. 
because it's like they were talking about this in the broadcast. Skin mentioned it after the game. And it's important to repeat, players do not tank. They're going to take advantage of the, the minutes they could get. And all of those guys on both teams were playing really hard. Yeah. I mean, Frank Nilakina, McKinley Wright, Theo Pinson, AJ Lawson, Justin Holiday, uh, Markeith Morris. None of those guys have contracts next year. Like yeah. they have to play, like they don't have the liberty to take a night off when they finally get an opportunity. Like they might not be on the Mavericks next year, but this, they are absolutely trying out and trying to put some film up for teams that maybe could sign them next year. And then mm-hmm. Jaden Hardy's a rookie. He didn't know him better. Like he, he barely gets to play sometimes. Yeah. He's going to want to play. Like the only guys that you could theoretically look at and be like, okay, they're probably not going to try that hard or, you know, Pal and Bullock, uh, because, you know, those are guys with multi Oh, and Bullock was in for a lot of the tank stuff, and which <laughs> is sort of speaks to his uh, inability Bullock was a, to affect winning. He was a minus 27. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. You know, it's it's just for a brief moment. First of all, guys, while you're here, thanks so much for for joining the live stream. Really appreciate you. Please like that. Uh, you know, go ahead and hit subscribe, smash that like button. Want to get more people in here. Um, we need to briefly touch on the fact that Reggie Bullock bought an island. I just I don't have anything else to say other than it allows for like just so many like Reggie Bullock Island in a literal sense. Uh, anyways, I I was. <sighs> I, I was pleased watching the game. I think my only real takeaway, and like there was some odd, like, look, I'm trying not to be a, 
I've, I've really curtailed my in-game tweeting because I don't want to say anything that bites me in the ass. Yeah, but I've been for this game, my cookie. Yeah, well, really for like the last ten, and and I just I'm a, I'm an avid live tweeter. But I see some re- like I really love Mavs fans. I love y'all. I love the people fall that 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 I interact with. But we got to stop acting like because guys are playing hard in a game that doesn't matter that any of these players are any good. Oh my I, god! Yeah, I have precisely one takeaway from that game from on the Maverick side. It's number one that AJ Lawson has a lot of bounce. He looked yep. bigger than he was in summer league, and I watched him all the way back in summer league and liked him. He is yep. the only player that I want to see again in a Mavericks uniform. Everybody else, I don't like. I, McKinley Wright is a fantastically hard playing player. He's too small. He can't shoot well enough. I'm sorry. I, I don't want it. like Theo Penson, our, our tanking center. You know, uh, good luck next year, big guy. Wherever you are, hopefully it's not with the Mavericks. I'm just I'm not interested in this. So it's like we see all these. Oh, the Mavericks have these guys and play hard. Well, playing hard matters, but it only gets you so far when you don't have talent or enough yeah. talent, really. This is not the environment to be like, like, be happy for the guys that played well and yes. tried to show some things, but do not twist yourself into knots thinking they could have changed something about the season. Like, I mean, because also all these guys play, got chances during the season. Frank got chances. Um, Holiday got chances. Uh-huh. Uh, Morris had a couple games where they tried him out as a backup big. McGee yep. started the season. Like McKinley Wright played a pretty good amount when Luke yeah, was Mc- McKinley Wright mattered. The only yeah. guys that didn't play that really didn't get an opportunity this season were Lawson. And, and coincidentally, that's the one guy I mean you really liked from this game in terms of like this might have actually that might actually be something to carry over. So like don't like yeah. I know that this season's frustrating, and you want to look for something to blame and be like, "How did this happen?" Uh, and I get that, but do not look at this game and be like, "Man, if if Frank was in the rotation, if if AJ Lawson was a twenty minute per night guy, we would, you know, season mm-hmm. would have been different." Like, you just can't do that right now. Like, it, that's the that's the bargaining stage or denial stage of your of the of grief, and and I get it, but just don't let that get you're going to drive yourself nuts thinking about that. Like, just try to yep. get those thoughts out of your brain. Well, I don't really know where we want to go next with this. Um, Josh and I are avid preparers prior to the yeah. podcast. That's not true at all. We I have a couple alive. of things I'm like really angry about that I could go off on. I don't know where. I don't well, know. It's, where it's, you a, it's a. Let's just talk. Let's you know. I I, yeah. I will. Do, I'll do my live show after. You know, we're kind of. It's it's. I keep making the joke that we picked a hell of a time to start a, a lot like a video <laughs> podcast, but. You know, we're, we're going to do some off-season content, but like, frankly, we're not going to be talking four times a week anymore. So let's, let's get these thoughts while we're, while we're yeah. thinking about it. So I guess the big thing that's really bugged me today, um, I don't know what's going on with not just NBA Twitter, but just NBA analysts and watchers as a whole, but they all collectively lost their minds today when the Mavericks pretty much announced that they're tanking these last two games. The takes I've seen from people that I respect and think are smart people are some of the most embarrassing, like brain dead, melodramatic takes I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm. And I'm talking about like these people that are like, oh, the Mavericks are they're making a mockery of the league by by (laughs) losing these last two games. This is shameful. This is disrespectful to the game. This is heinous. How dare the Mavericks? They should be fine. Are you fucking kidding me? It's two games. Two games. They didn't take the half half the season. They didn't take the month. They they tanked. No, they were two, bad. Yeah, they tanked two games. And and by the way, what they're playing for isn't the eighth seed, which gets you in the play. They're trying to backdoor into the tenth seed to be the tenth best team in the Western Conference. There are only fifteen teams in the conference. 
Being 10th is not an accomplishment. That's not a great thing to be. That you don't aspire to be 10th. Like, get out of here. Just some of the, just really performative BS that I hate. I absolutely hate. And, and like, where was this when Portland shut down Dame? That's or Utah, the real, see, that's Utah gave up on question. their season too. Who fucking cares, man? And tanking is always going to happen. I'm not saying I like it. I'm not saying I'm glad the Mavericks are in a place where they need to lose, you know, lose two games in a row and, 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 you know, sit their stars and make the product worse. But like, it's been going on since we've been alive. Like, why are you getting mad about this? The Philadelphia 76ers put together one of the worst products I've ever seen for like three straight years. Yeah. And you're mad about two games when the season's already over. Well, and the the best they could do is 10th, 10th. That's the best they could have done. Why are you getting so mad about it? It's 10th. Who gives a shit? I spent a good portion of my day trying to explain to someone who's really smart that the Mavericks potentially having the 10th pick, even if that's all they get, gives them something heading into the offseason to where, and you know, we've I don't know if we want to touch on this today, but the situation the Mavericks are in is as bad as it could have. Like, things have escalated so quickly. It's like everyone woke up yesterday this is how you know that not everyone watches all the teams yeah well which is true yeah because you and i have lived on this island me Uh loud the most loudest that the mavericks are are a a functioning disaster with luca papering over all problems that's been my deal that is my one could argue that's my whole fucking personality (laughs) and so that everyone's like freaking out about this today oh they're losing oh they could lose i just i just didn't care i didn't think they would lose i thought they were incapable of losing because the team has such a high floor what was the stat that you gave that they with luka Doncic playing a basketball game they haven't been blown out since january since january 5th the final they lost a double digit january 5th was the last time they lost a double digit game with luka january what fifth so we're talking three, all January, all <laughs> February, months. all March, three months, three months, three months. God. So it's, it's the Mavericks are this close. Like they were trying. Whole, <laughs> yes. They this whole conversation thinking. goes differently. If Luca doesn't hit a, Luca hasn't hit a game winner all season. That's a, insane compared to what he's did in this previous four. The Mavericks, I think had one game. Like they had one time it was Lakers game where they got ahead on a like a final possession shot. Yeah. Now, they played 50 I mean this was a clutch game too. They played 54 clutch basketball games this season. 55. 55. Today was and they've lost more than half of them, which is to say like there's some luck that's worked yes. against them. Yes. For sure. And, and there's an element of that where when you talk about the luck, you just sort of wash your hands of it and say, "Okay, we're going to try again next year because the Mavericks outperformed their, their Pythagorean win expectation last year, just basically decided by point differential this year. The Mavericks are, they're getting whooped by it. Like they probably should have won three to four more games, but they didn't like, they're like, this is, this is a shameful look for the organization. You know, what was a shameful look for the organization losing two straight games to the Charlotte Hornets. When you were, when you pat all your guys and when it was the first two games, you were fully healthy for the first time since like January or December. That's a bad look for the organization. Not trying to to prevent losing a, a top ten tip pick when your team is talent starved, and two and it's two games. And by the way, even if you win those two games, it doesn't even matter because the Oklahoma City Thunder are going to play a Memphis team on Sunday that has nothing to play for and is going to sit all their guys. And the OKC is probably going to win. And it doesn't even matter if you play Luca forty minutes and you win these two games. It doesn't matter. OKC wins on Sunday, you're out. So again, spare me that this is some like 
this is some awful look for the Mavericks of the league. Just, it's an absolute joke. I hated it. I couldn't believe some of the things I was seeing people say. It, it's, it, it just drove me nuts. And especially like, dude, Kyrie's been playing on plantar fasciitis for like two weeks. What if he breaks his foot in one of these last two games and the OKC Thunder win on Sunday and the Mavericks miss the plan? Oh, is that great? You, you know, you happy now? Yeah. Like, come on. These guys are professional. Luca's been a professional basketball player since he's 13. You're telling me he can't handle two games, two games when your your ceiling is the 10th seed? Well, and there's oh, oh, these guys are multimillionaires. They understand this. They're not babies. Or well, and, and look, look, the two games are if Luca has a problem with the organization because of these two games, he's got a problem with a lot that's of other a, stuff. Right. Right. Like that's the real thing where people are like ignoring the forest for the tree of this particular thing. Like Luca should have a problem with how this team was constructed going back to 2019. And I've, I've, I've been in repeated arguments where somebody had the nerve to tell me today that Donnie Nelson was actually a really good GM. Okay. I like Donnie historically important to the Mavericks. Um, Let's just say his last few years with the Mavericks <laughs> were very bad. Congratulations to Dallas for selecting Luco fifth. What they pulled off there was pretty impressive. Like actually really incredible. The fact that they lucked into it, but picking Luca was the easy choice. It was the easy choice. The night of the draft and anybody that says otherwise is afraid of Europeans and doesn't know how to draft the end full yeah. stop. Brunson was an act was an inspired choice, but more or less, what the Mavericks did for the better part of in the post Dirk era was futz around. Now, whether that's Cuban or whether that's Donnie, you think I'm missing the point. The Mavericks have not like of the superstars that have come into the NBA in the last 20 years. So we're talking guys that were almost immediately all NBA players. Your Anthony Davis's, your LeBron James's, your Luka Doncic's. Luka Doncic was set up for failure more than any other player, and yet he dragged a team to the Western Conference Finals in Year Four. And then the ownership and the general managing team decided that what they needed was JaVale Mafucking Gee. Everyone can get bent over this. I'm tired of having the same discussion. I'm I, like, we're not going to play nice this summer over at Mavs Moneyball and here in Pod Maverick. I'm not a smart man, but you've got to stop peeing on my leg and tell me, telling me it's raining. And when I say you, I mean the various pundits and commentators that I deal with. And that all of us talk to and are friends with. It's okay to criticize the Mavericks. That's that's really what this comes back to. And they know, they know. And and you know, I'm gonna have a hard time. So like Brian in the chat says, talk to him, Kirk. Well, here's the real deal. Nobody wants to hear me being a shit for three and a half months. There has to be some level of positivity. That's really why I wanted this pick. Uh, and I and they still might not get it. That's the other thing. But I wanted the opportunity because I want to talk about something different. Okay, I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, if they get if they have a top ten pick, that's going to be awesome. I mean, if they get a top ten pick, like they're going to be able to do things that I didn't think they were going to be able to do with the roster. And you know, when we were talking about those bad off seasons in 2019 and 2020 and stuff like that, like I mean, let's be real: them getting a top ten pick is a way for them to erase a lot of mistakes they've made the last two to three years. And that's whether they use it for a player, which or trade. If, if they stay at tenth, seems unlikely, yeah. just because I think you you don't get a guy like you need somebody to play now. Not yeah. four years from now. Um, and there's my dog is killing me. I just sorry. why do I have a dog? I hear her like grabbing something off the counter. You, you're gonna solo for a second. I'm okay. gonna go see what Knucklehead has. Okay. What am I talking about? Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's just weird. And when we talk about criticizing the team, you know, the thing with me, you know, I just don't like being perceived as like the negative. Like, if we could disagree about basketball takes, like that's fine. Like, I don't care if someone's like, I think you're, I think you're wrong in terms of like, I think this basketball opinion is different than than mine. It's when it's like people don't respect my work and just think that I'm just some blowhard negative guy that doesn't care. And that's the shit that really, really drives me up the wall. Um, so again, like if someone wants to disagree with me about Javel McGee basketball wise, okay, that's fine. Uh, I'm, I might not like it, but whatever it's basketball. But when it gets past that and it's like, you know, your opinions are invalid because you're nothing but negative. That's when I'm like, all right, like I can't talk to you. anymore. That's the stuff I hate. And, you know, I mean, we don't want to be up here and being like, I told you so. Like, none of us want to be like, it sucks. It's not fun. Well, this gives us this, this, what, what, what happens next? They play the Spurs Sunday, right? Win, lose, or draw, you know, they'll probably beat the Spurs. The Spurs are on like just a mat, like, they're nobody tanks like the Spurs. But to um, me, the Spurs don't, that game doesn't matter, like, in this, in the tank standings for the Spurs. They're locked into third worst record. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know what that means, but. You know, they're not going to play anyone either. But it's just saying that they're they're locked into their worst record. So, right. Um, I've got it. I'm I'm going to go put my dog in in the crate. This is how we live stream. Lila Rose, come here, come here, <laughs> come here. We're going to put you on the live stream and give you're going to give your Mavs takes. She's just like eating stuff through the couch. This is killing me. So I, I again, I apologize. This is just terrible, terrible live streaming. I, I nothing makes me more upset. But my wife wasn't feeling good, so I had to, I had to put her uh, make her go to sleep. No, you're all good. Um, I think, man, it's just been a wild season. And again, like when I say like I'm free and I'm thinking about this team again, that's not me like being glad that the team is bad. It's just you know we work second jobs. It's it's gonna be not like I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna enjoy being able to sleep from the rest of this month and May. We're Last year, I was staying up late. Now, I was it was worth it because the team was awesome winning games, but you know, I don't want to do that when they're bad. So, so that's how it is. Are you okay? I'm fine. Like, okay. we each have bully breed dogs, and this yeah. one finds a thing to eat every time. I have no, she, I just went over there and she had a piece of mail. She's on the couch. How does a dog get ma- whatever? That's not why we're here. Um, <laughs> and, and I, I'm just, uh, I'm glad that there's some finality. I do. I, I honestly was a little sad. That, I'm actually, I'm very sad that things started to go sideways because what we did in the playoffs last year was really fun. Mm-hmm. It was where some, we had some of our biggest team building moments. Like we are, we grew our community. We talked with lots of people. We produced great work and now we don't get to do that. That no. part's disappointing to me. Yeah. That's when we get the most eyeballs on everything uh, aside from like off season and trade deadline. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that part sucks for sure. Um, Well, is there, there anything from the past two days news wise that we want to hit on before, before we close? What have we not? I mean, the, the ridiculous takes about the tanking got to me. Oh, you probably want to talk about kid. Right. And what he said uh, before the game. Well, I need to fire it up. One of the things about the post game stuff is difficult when you and I do this, because we tend to not see the, the post game quotes till after we're done. We go live almost immediately. I'm talking Um, about the the stuff before the game that you got fired up. Before the game, (laughs) before the game, Brad Townsend asked kid how the players feel about like the decision. And he asked him some more questions because 
when a team rests players like this, particularly a team that was still in, in uh, where they were, it, it becomes one of these things where everybody has to answer questions quickly. Mm-hmm. And the Mavericks were in a spot where kid has to answer, why are you tanking? Basically, more or less. And he used words in his answer. He used management and they. And he talked about it in a way that gave you the impression that he either didn't play a role in the um, decision or or he said that like that that he disagreed with it. And that is one of those things that frustrates me because it's not like there's this big management team the Mavericks have. They have the ability to figure this stuff out easily. And of course, what happens is kid just, you know, he 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 shows that he's not or he claims he's not responsible. And that stuff drives me nuts. Uh, it reminds me of the office, like whenever Michael Scott would like pretend uh, that he wasn't part of like he was like one of the guy, like one of the workers and not not management. Uh, it's really what it reminds me of. Um, mm-hmm. It's so funny. It's it is. Yeah, it is funny because it's like. You're the coach. You you definitely were involved in those kind of like, like the idea that he wasn't talking with Cuban and, and Nico about sitting Luca and Kyrie like is absurd. Like the idea that those decisions were made like over his head. Like maybe he didn't want to do it, um, but like he was obviously part of those conversations. Yeah. If he was, if he actually wasn't, then there's a big problem. But that's another. Topic. And honestly, I could just be being like, I have a kid bias. I could just I be reading too into it. So maybe I'm just wrong here. I mean, the fact that they went out and he played the lineups that he did means he was getting the message. Um, we'll probably, I'll probably read some stuff and figure out what some kids post game commentary was between this and our, our live show, which I did we'll start soon. I did see, he did say something about like a lot of these guys aren't going to be back next season. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty honest about that's the one thing I've liked about kids since he's been here is that he has been brutally honest about these guys that we've been like they're not talented enough and he knows like he don't he totally knows like he might not be a coach that we like in terms of you know being able to lead the team but he he knows these guys, he, he knows these guys aren't good like these role players that the Mavericks have been trying to pass uh next to Luca since 2019 2018 like he knows right um like They've been building off the island of misfit toys for like four or five years now. Like almost all of their acquisitions are guys that other teams didn't want or undrafted free agents. Like it's time to get some pedigree next to Luca, and you can do that with the tenth pick, which or more or higher. So, so we have to look forward to now. And you know, looking for because we what we really have to look forward to is the the draft lottery, which I don't think occurs until the until the conference finals. So we got like several weeks um like four i think i don't know when is let me just google this nba draft lottery 2023 it's Um, like during the first round or something yeah when does the dang thing happen it will take place tuesday may 16th so nearly five weeks from now um we got a long time which means we have nearly five weeks to wish cast and to panic (laughs) And to get really excited about all sorts of things. Um, I'm like on tankathon simulation simulation. Repeat like 10,000 times. Nick Angstad had a great take where he's like, I'm pretty sure they they're like data mining because I've gotten the Mavericks jumping to one repeatedly, despite having a 10% (laughs) chance. And like, maybe so maybe, um, anyhow, Hey, our man Akiva is in the chat. That's exciting. We're gonna have to get him up here for, for the live show next. Um, speaking of that. All right. 
Um, I think Josh and I are going to be done. We'll be back on Sunday, of course. Uh, but what I would love for you to do in the meantime is go ahead and hit the subscribe button if you haven't. We're inching closer to the monetization level. Now, granted, I don't really know what that means. Uh, and then we will uh, be doing a live show here in about 25 minutes, maybe. Like, I'll try to get it closer to the top of the hour. I got some some Mavs Moneyball work I got to do. But if you hit subscribe and then hit the bell, you'll get notified when we go live. This is probably our biggest live stream yet, which is fun. Uh, appreciate you guys hanging out. I, I really want you to come back and hang out and give me your takes. That's where uh, that's where I get the, you know, as much as I love talking to Josh, I also talk to Josh 82 times a year on a show, plus every day in Slack. I don't get to talk to, uh, to you guys all that much. So um, come hang out. And uh, anything before we close, Josh? No, enjoy your live show. I have a feeling you're going to have a, a spicy one tonight. So. We'll see. We'll see. It's always a mixed bag. I mean, everybody, the, the best is, um, we got, a, we got a young man who called in from Saudi Arabia two weeks or oh. last week, which was like, oh. it was like the middle of the night for him. And he was like, he was like 22 years old is great. He's he staying was, up watching these crappy math games. That's what I told him. I was like, what are you doing? This <laughs> <laughs> so, is fun though. Everybody come back in. All right. We will, uh, hang out a little later. Thanks so much for joining pod Mavericks after dark. And we will talk with you soon. Bye guys. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.